the future of photography. Well, welcome to the future of photography. And today we are missing Chris, who's up in Siberia, just having a little sun and bar time. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here we are with Emer and Adrian. Hi. Hi, Jeremiah. Hi, Adrian. Hey, how you doing, guys? Just want to say it's a beautiful sunny day in uh, Los Angeles, and I'm sure it's the same in England and Ireland. Ew, it's a cold, <laughs> a west, freezing night in Ireland tonight. It's, it's been Just, a beautiful sunny day here in, in England, but cold. Well, today we are going to talk about working with genres, genres as they influence our photography and our photography as they influence genres. And uh, kind of move towards what we think will be the future of genres and how technology and or aesthetics, culture, will influence genres. So uh, without further ado, we can kick this off and just kind of throw out the definition that we all kind of feel um, helps us kind of maneuver through the kind of very general tab of genres what do you guys think is a genre oh, blimey that's a big Ooh. question <laughs> well is it a, is it a style is it a technique is it a point of view is it a way of looking at the world is it combinations thereof so I'm, I'm totally behind you in the sense that any well-framed conversation should define its terms up front. Um, uh, and I am also using that point of view as a way to delay whilst I think of what genre is meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it, I don't think it's style. I think style is, is a more personal thing, right? This is a very mm. subjective set of definitions here. Uh, a, a genre, I think genre, I think you could say is, it is uh, a, t a type of a type of image. I don't I don't think it's necessarily related to process either photography, photographic process or image making process. But I would agree that perhaps landscape is a genre or, you know, documentary is a genre or portrait is a genre. So so I, th I think I'm on reasonably firm ground there. What do you reckon, Ema? Yeah, I think you're right. I'm just thinking there. I wonder does what make it a genre is what makes something a genre the fact that it becomes popular among a lot of people is that what how it becomes a genre in the first place in that case it could be um like a mixture of both um you know the um not style but um yeah they're very defined like a genre is a defined thing i would say i also um, think do, do you think Immer, mm -hmm. as it is defined, that it is a series or a, a sequence or a list uh, or a prism of expectations that uh, allow us to understand the image um, through a set of parameters uh, which help uh, define it. How's yeah, that for intellectual? I, yeah, actually, that's a good way to put it. I suppose as humans, we do like to kind of put things in boxes, make lists, put little borders around things so we can understand them better, I suppose, compartmentalize things in our brains. So I suppose yeah. genres. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
we could talk ex- about genres, you know, in, in, in music, in music, you know, there's, mm. uh, you know, we could uh, talk about it in literature. You know, there's a crime yeah. noir genre. There's yeah. a historical novel genre. There's a yeah. biographical genre. And, and so when we pick up a book that we know is an autobiography, for example, we know that for the most part, it'll be self-serving to the writer, mm. more or less. Um, if we are reading a book uh, that is in the in the kind of vernacular of a crime drama, we're going to be very disappointed if it, no matter how well written it is and what the story is, if there is no crime. Um, (laughs) I suppose genre then is a very broad term because within like the genre of landscape, you could have something completely abstract um, and something completely pictorial. Both are landscapes, but they're completely different from each other. So genre is a very blanketing term, do you think? Yeah, well, uh, we could say that pictorialism is a genre. And Mm. within pictorialism, you could have Mm. close-ups of flowers as Mm. well as Mm. broad, wide, Dancel Adams-y, you know, landscapes. But but again, you know, without kind of belaboring it, um, I think what what it does or how it helps is a it it allows us to group uh, series of images into a cohesive whole, which will allow the individual images to be defined by that group in ways that may deepen our understanding of that image. Mm. I, I think that sounds sensible and I think it would help. It certainly helps me to think of that. And how is that different from style? And I can think of a few examples, you know, because if you think of science fiction as a genre, um, yeah. there, there is a distinct difference in style between, uh, I don't know, let's say Isaac Asimov, um, Philip K. Dick, uh, Dan Simmons and uh yeah they're, 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 to, to, to name to name but three. Oh, i suppose you could also include douglas adams in that couldn't you, <laughs> you know? sure. i don't know if hitchhikers oh, yeah. counts as sci-fi but if it is it's certainly very different well it's, yeah. it's certainly in that vernacular yeah um but in how genre relates to photographic sensibilities i mean we have the landscape genre certainly we have reportage um, uh, which generally can be a story rather than a single image and a little different than street photography, which, which is, um, maybe a little more of a moment or of a memory, um, rather than a kind of sequence story, which reportage would be, uh, kind of labeled in, even though the images may, uh, individually be very similar, but because they're grouped in a different way, uh, they will they will kind of seed expectations in a specific kind of way. You know, you could have a a portrait, which is a street portrait, a ro- reportage kind of portrait, a fashion image, mm-hmm. a wedding image. All are say a a medium shot of a human being. We could consider that a portrait, but it will be working in a different genre. Once we Uh, kind of create that sensibility of how we are approaching our work, I think the genre helps us move through the world with a prism that allows us to see, appreciate, grab, and frame 
with a point of view. Um, and, you know, uh, does that help us? Um, in, does that inspire us or does that limit us? Oh, good, good questions. I, I, I'd like to take those, those like one at a time, actually. Limit, that's, a, that's an interesting one um, because I, I think all of us are susceptible uh, at some point uh, to to thinking i want to make that kind of image right uh, and so i think that uh, i think you could go out on on any one day with you know sometimes you're limiting yourself because you're not you're not seeing things because your mind is fixed but sometimes people set that for themselves as a as a as an inspirational element which is you know to to say okay today i'm going to take photographs of red things or uh or or buildings or something like that so uh, it could possibly it could possibly work both ways. And I think it's also separate. It's also, I guess, separate from technique because I, I keep coming back to reportage. For some reason this week, I'm seeing a lot of Ouija photographs or a lot of mentions of Ouija on the Internet. I don't know why, <laughs> but I am. And I may just be picking up on it. But of course, you know, Ouija you, it was a reportage photographer, but with a very distinctive style um uh, and you know so would i would i want to uh, go out and would i use that as inspiration perhaps so that's sort of inspiration for a style within a genre yeah i don't know <laughs> by the way do you know how ouija got his name i only know this because yesterday coincidentally uh susan and i were at the getty museum uh looking at a collection of photographs they call unseen which are very rare photographs which They've been collecting for half a century, and they had a beautiful exhibit of which Ouija was part. All right. And there was a little blurb. Ouija got his name because when he began, he was a darkroom grunt, and his job was squeegeeing <laughs> water. Is that right? Off. For instance, they started call him squeegee Ouija, and that's how Ouija, he got his nickname. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so how did he get from, how did he get from there to you know listening to police scanners and stalking around at night with a with a, a, a speed graphic or whatever it was he used? I guess it just came naturally. <laughs> guess he had ambition. <laughs> he did. Um, you know, but I, I, I could say that the choice of camera could dictate or influence uh, one's approach to genre. Certainly, if you are. Uh, working with a eight by ten camera uh, on sticks and and you know generally uh, working in that kind of slow methodical formal way, the tendency would be to be working in portraiture or classic uh, landscape photography rather than reportage or street, though people are doing it with all manner of equipment. Um, the other thing is, uh, how do genres come into favor? That's something that I'm very interested in. In other words, there there was a sense of kind of romantic impression pictorialism that was very popular around, you know, Julia, Julia Margaret Cameron's work, you know, that was very influenced by painting and romanticism and this kind of soft, dreamy-like quality. Um I'm not sure that that genre is very popular now, um, but it was very, very popular then. So how does our cultural uh, needs or or um, our cultural influences 
um, redefine, reinvent genres. I, I, I find that to be very, very interesting because especially in the world of hashtagging, uh, which may uh, attempt to put labels on a perception of genre, though I, I would definitely argue against it, um, we are certainly trying to group pictures in a kind of, um, you know, in a kind of like overall field so that we can best understand them. Does that go back to Ema's thing about you know, human nature? A te- you know, human beings have a tendency to want to group things together to process them. Mm. And also, I don't know, does, does a genre come into favour just because of society in general, um, what's happening in the media, what's going on in fashion and music and all those things nowadays more than ever feed into what we're fed visually. Am I right to say that, you know? Yeah, I think you are. And it's being globalized over time as well, isn't it? It's, you know, it's especially mm. uh, and accelerated, especially by the invention of the <laughs> World Wide Web and and all the things that have come in the last 30 years. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, so, you know. And I suppose th- is, is a genre something that lasts as opposed to just, you know, an, a fad that passes quickly is never going to last. So it's not going to be a genre. So do are genres just made up of the things that stick? Ooh. Well, no. are, are selfies a new genre? <laughs> Not really. I would argue, actually, because like self-portraiture all the way along, like some people do very interesting things with selfies, which is just a shortening of self-portrait. Is that, so, so is that, that's an interesting <clears throat> question. Are they different things? Because for me, a self-portrait... I, it is is something that is maybe has an artistic objective of some sort, whereas a mm. selfie is more of a in, like a in, face in, in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. better selfie. It's more of an in the moment capture what we're doing kind of thing. I think the the intent for me behind a self portrait is is mm. more deliberate uh, than yeah. the intent behind. Well, maybe. Well, me, me, uh, ha, at least it has a different is it just time frame extension? for preparation. Yeah. Is it just an extension of that? driven by the media and the you know that whole beauty ideal and uh, like could we say i don't don't work in the selfie genre could we say that a self (laughs) is uh an image we take of ourselves that um is let's just define it as an image we take of ourselves that tries to express a personality that we want to project on the world where a selfie is basically uh, an image that enables our memory to recall an experience that we've had. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They are very different. Those are very, very different. I do see it as a kind of extension of, you know, like as a woman, especially, um, the way women portray themselves over, you know, in history, the way women have portrayed themselves, like, and the whole, like, empowerment thing as well, the whole selfie thing, mm-hmm. sort of is growing out of that a little bit as well, because, you know, but I think it's very closely linked to self-portrait and self-identity and 
even when it is a throwaway moment, like <laughs> there's more to it than that. It's I don't know. As a, maybe it's different for me as a woman. I don't know. Um, no, I, I think you're onto something. Certainly, because a lot of selfies um, uh, are 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 about kind of looking good relative mm. to the cultural imperative that is kind of constantly applied to women and, and their bodies and their looks yeah. and their hair and their skin and all of that, that, that men have uh, to a great extent ex- escaped from that, though with gender fluidity, God knows that's coming our way too. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but um, I think, you know, and I don't think we've really decided if if a selfie is actually a genre any more than a scientific photo is a genre. It's a genre, yeah. That's a strange one, I thought. <laughs> Where abstract photography is certainly a genre, and that's kind of not a new one. I mean, Man Ray mm. was doing it, and, you know, I think all, all the way back to, um, to Nadar, I saw some really, really interesting architectural abstractions that he did kind of mid 19th century. So, so I, I think that abstraction in photography is definitely uh, a genre where uh, catalog photography um, or, or real estate photography uh, is not. Whereas mm-hmm. you can have a real estate image of empty rooms that serves the purpose to sell or buy uh, properties very different than uh, an artist who's exploring empty spaces of homes in a much more um, artistic way. So they're both the same picture, but the genre and the grouping of them defines them differently. And and I, I think what I'm trying to get at is if we set out to make uh, a collection, a group um, of images, uh, it it does enable us to kind of move through the world and eliminate those uh, potential images or appreciations um, in ways that clarify what we're seeking. And we don't always do it. Sometimes we just walk and and capture what grabs us. Other times we set out to, to take a picture that belongs in a group. And other times we will hit the streets and very much try to capture within a defined genre of what does it feel like to be, you know, a street urchin, uh, you know what I mean? A homeless man on the street, um, you know, a refugee, mm. that, that kind of thing. And it's it's mm. interesting, actually, because I think so, so m- many genres for me have some sort of narrative associated with them. I'm just thinking uh, as you as you're describing all of this, Jeremiah, because if I think about you know, street photography or, or some kind of yeah, reportage or, you know, wedding photography, yeah, they they all have some story associated with them. You know, maybe you could argue that landscape and portrait photography don't so much. Um, mm. You know, um, and and then you've got to think about actually what is the baggage that I'm bringing to this because you know we are we 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 are here to discuss the future of photography, aren't we? Yeah, we we are gathered here today we to are. think think about what this all really means. And I'm yeah, thinking right. actually, you know, for me, to me, selfie, I don't naturally feel that i want to describe selfie as a genre but by the definitions that we've discussed 
by the the definition that I googled in the background, which is simply a style or category of art, music or literature. You know, actually, you know, uh, and and you know, uh, we've talked about time as a dimension of this as well. Do, do, does it does a genre have to be something that is longer lasting? Which I think emo is something that you brought up. Actually, mm-hmm. by by all those definitions, the selfie is a genre. <laughs> I would a hundred percent agree with that, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, if I look at a photographs that that is taken of an individual or a small group of individuals, where the lens is probably held arm's length from the subject, uh, with a reasonably medium wide lens, um, and and uh, ascribe that to the selfie because most selfie are, selfies are taken on a, you know, a phone mm. um, and held in that way. Uh, and we were to look at, say, 50 photographs in that category of, you know, distance, right? Technical distance from mm. the subject, um, lens, and the fact that the characters are looking into the lens. If those are parameters... We could, without even knowing how they were done, looking at an image, we go, that's a selfie. We would know it right away that's in the same way that we would know a kind of really worked over landscape photographer's work. Um, that's really is, interesting, though, that you've, you, you've chosen to define that using you know, technical parameters. I have, yeah. Uh, and, and that's interesting to me because, for me, genre is a, is a concept that comes from the creative world not the technical world but yeah again maybe mm-hmm. that's the, the the baggage the that i bring to it i don't know yeah I I, I, i'm not can difference. i can i ask can i ask you both actually this question so if i if i'm if i'm thinking actually self the word selfie or the or the, mm. the selfie photograph um it meets the definition of a genre i'm also going to tell you that i'm not personally very comfortable with that because i think genre to me is is a concept that has more depth to it but how do you guys feel do you do you feel comfortable calling selfie a genre no, no. but i will <laughs> no. there we go <laughs> I'll work out of my comfort zone uh, uh, by the way that is because um you know part of this discussion or where we want to be is what are the new genres um what will be new new genres? Are they developed based on culture or are they based on the kinds of cameras or capture devices um, or even remote access uh, screen grabs? You know, screen grabbing is is a form of genre that is gaining some traction in terms of the you know, photographic aesthetic, more and more artists are working on appropriated images from the web. And that is becoming a genre. That, um, so that that's for, I guess, where you could call that digital image making. But but uh, would you call that photography or? I call it photography because it comes out of mm. the aesthetic, um, you know, that ineffable quality that that photography brings rather than the chemical processes of salt prints or collodion or daguerre or you know what i mean Mm. all of that stuff we don't you know i wouldn't call tintypes a genre you know Mm. it's a technique yeah um 
because you know you can look at tintypes could be any form of image um, with those kinds of tonalities and that kind of object which you can hold. But a you know um, a drone shot from overhead, which are becoming more and more popular, that could in fact become a genre. I, I so I would argue yes I I think I like that idea and 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 I'd like to distinguish as well between the fact that it was taken with a drone and the image because for me the genre is about the image not about the process. That's well uh, and 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 in the in the example you've chosen is really interesting because it's very difficult to get that kind of image without the drone with so drone, without the yeah. technique you 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 so you, it is instantly recognisable. It, yeah, it, it, it is. It yeah. is. But, but that, I could say that it's very hard to do a selfie with the eight by ten camera. <laughs> Possible, but yes. It's not something that you grab. You could do a self portrait, but to just go like, "Hey, we're at the zoo. <laughs> Set up an eight by ten camera." Yes. <laughs> like, you know, am I in the frame? And like, let's, you know, I don't think <laughs> that's no, right. But but I am very curious about future genres um you know if if we all of us had access to a satellite and the cameras associated with satellites and we began to explore the world in ways that say google earth does but with control of zooming in and zooming out and being able to navigate anywhere and and create uh doesn't doesn't do anything for me <laughs> but would that become a genre if there were enough images made of it? In other words, the the question behind the question is, does a genre require a certain amount of imagery to be um, um, clustered in some way uh, within a culture and that creates the genre? Surely, I, I would yeah, say yeah. yeah. I think I yeah. think that's part of it. I mean, that's part of yeah. the definition, isn't it? It's it is a a category of some kind, or a, yeah, yeah. isn't it? So, so I think it does. Yeah, you have to have a certain you know body of wow. examples. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Like, I wouldn't like mean, to tell you how many, but but you'd need some. Yeah, but does that mean uh, pictures of fluffy cats are a genre? Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cat, in, internet cat photos are totally a genre. <laughs> That's a new kind of genre now. It, well, but, well, so, so, yes, uh, and it, but it, it is. It looks like it's around to stay as well. People yeah. like photographs of cats yeah. doing cute things, don't they? Right? That's, yeah. that's not news. <laughs> to, to bring this conversation full circle, I'm going to lay out a challenge to you guys. Can you, for example, Emer, you mm -hmm. do the most beautiful lyrical uh landscape photography like forget about what camera you use <laughs> but the, you know the the images yeah. are, are are beautiful what if the challenge would be shoot a landscape but in a street genre <laughs> style um, you know Ooh. or 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 adrian Photograph your family uh, as if it was going to be in a Vogue spread. In other words, <laughs> pictures of your family, but lit and composed, even in your own house, for a certain, you know, fashion 
Country life, yeah. (laughs) I'm getting somewhere here uh, because I think we can start to kind of uh, invent genres by cross collateralizing them. Uh, A few months ago, I think there was a photograph, a photographer called Daniel Castonguay that I that I had kind of used as a pick. You know, he is sort of abstract backgrounds maybe one form he's a canadian from montreal um and the stuff was very impressionistic but they all felt they were on the street um and and the 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 idea was they seemed like street photography but merged with abstraction so there was a lot of technique in them and yet the influence of street and abstract came together there Mm-hmm. In the same way that maybe, uh, you know, shooting, um, in fact, I think that's one of my picks is, you know, guys yeah, using guys <laughs> using x-ray machines to shoot flowers, right? Oh. Uh, just stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is, you know, x-ray photography, one could say that's a genre. It's very <laughs> useful. Um, mm-hmm. But once you start to explore the dynamic of the actual machine with the associated images. And there are many people working uh, with x-rays on, you know, very large scale, i.e. trucks and buses and machines that they're blowing up quite big. And of course, you know, on the micro level, macro level shooting flowers and, and those things. But because of the technique of x-ray, uh, they are, you know, the images grouped together to allow us to see things in a different way, especially when we look at lots of them. So I think there is a certain amount of technique that informs genre, though I don't think genre is about technique. I I, I think that's that's a good way of, of uh, distinguishing. And I think I like your concept of uh of merging different things to to create mm. new stuff although i will say that i i recall when we looked at the the daniel castingay images which are great the first thing that sprang to mind for me was the um uh the image of the flat iron building by steiglitz mm. uh, yeah uh, whether that whether that as is a connection that works for anybody else i don't know whether you know whether i've overstepped what people would consider to be a direct link which but hey this is all subjective isn't it um, I did. I did have one idea for for the future of photography, a you know, future new genre, um, which is um, a, a thing I would call post composition. Um, mm. By which I mean yeah. composition in post production, rather than at the point of capture. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ooh. that is very definitely, I think, a a technology enabled uh, a, a task because the 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 way I perceive that this might happen is, uh, and people are doing it today actually. <coughs> is using 360 degree spherical yeah. cameras and mm-hmm. then you know being able to to make their composition uh, even with movement in it when you're talking about you know um moving images of, of whatever kind um you you can then you can do pans and zooms and all sorts of stuff after the after the fact mm. yeah. i love that so so i i think i think that the you know, definitely there is uh, whether whether or not you're you're actually inventing a new genre or just using a new technique to to contribute to an existing genre of course is a different question so i don't know the answer and i don't know the answer to it at all (laughs) 
surely well, the, the immersive 360 experience is becoming or definitely will be its own genre, won't it? You know, in general. Ah, I guess. Now that's interesting because I was yeah. thinking about making it and then composing experience. down to a standard, you know, uh, rectangular two-dimensional frame. But yes, I suppose the way you experience it, if you're experiencing it in 360 in in virtual reality, that that yeah, it could be definitely. Mm. Um, you know, does that um, allow for? Um, I mean, you know, that I don't know if it's a genre rather than a technique. I think a genre would emerge out of the kinds of images that one would um, discover, shoot, and collect out of the, what is common to the post framing of the capture. Uh, you know what I mean? If something starts to emerge that has a common look, feel, vibe, uh, that becomes a genre. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that the technique itself of shooting 360 because for me shooting 360 doesn't you know i'm so frame oriented uh but but um you know years ago i i bought that camera that allows you to focus later uh, the lytro yeah yeah the lytro so I, you know i played with that but i didn't like it i i like to make my my determination you know when i'm Ooh. shooting uh it's a little bit different when i'm crafting um, you know, or sculpting the polygons of which I will then capture to turn into a photograph. There, I, I do um, elect to uh, adjust my depth of field and my framing afterwards. So I, you know, I do that because I'm building a 360 degree environment. And do you use Maya or something to do that? Bit uh, uh, yeah, I use Maya, though I'm not. I'm not that adept. I use Blender more uh, okay. because I don't. I use, you know, um, Brushify, Unreal Engine, obviously mm. Photoshop, um, World Creator. I just have a, mm -mm. you know, a lot of the a lot of these um, require uh, multiple tools uh, mm. to achieve. But but it's it's you know it's just very interesting to to kind of push forward and see how. Um, how the work that I'm doing will, if, if at all become a genre, I don't know. You know? Mm. Um, and which is one of the reasons I'm kind of interested in genre because I'm, I'm interested in, in genre more than just in photography, but how it defines our cultural appreciation of, um, you know, all things uh, artistic. Mm. So, I, I we we could we could go on and on and on about this couldn't we because this is a really really a deep uh a deep vein that we could mine here um mm. uh, do i do i fancy settling this this particular episode of the future of photography on defining selfie and anything to do with cats on the internet as the new genres <laughs> for the future well um, i'm going to present i think yeah. one more which is which you'll see in my pics but yeah, well, let's go. Let's go to the pics. Actually, it's about that time. So, yes, I know. This, uh, you know, uh, since I'm, I'm talking about, it, I'll, I'll just go and talk about future camera technological advances. And you know, like you know, obviously the shutter button's going to go. That who cares about that? Ultra compact, but one that says smell graphy, <laughs> which is <laughs> the ability to capture not only an image but its related sense. In a way, because, and then play it back. 
that, that, that could be cool. I don't know yeah, how you would well, cheat that. I don't think uh, anybody's well, invented that yet, have they? <laughs> Didn't Willy Wonka invent that? (laughs) (laughs) I I think they are working on a way of defining smell artificially to recreate it digitally. I I have no idea how you do that or even if it's possible. But, you know, um, we can only we can only guess. So 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 your your pick of the week is smell-o-vision then, is it? (laughs) (laughs) It, it, My pick of the week is the great unknown uh, technologies that will help us create new new genres, which I will use night night photos as a emerging genre based on the increasing sensitivity of chips, film, etc., that creates a whole way of looking and seeing the world at night. That would be um, my definition of an emerging genre. Mm. Wow, okay. look at that, yeah. On your article there, the um, cameras that excel in low light or no light are on the way. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. That's going to be, you know, that that will be the blend of of technical and genre. Interesting stuff. Ema, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is just as we were talking about genres, I found uh, an interesting article during the week, not strictly photography, but sort of art slash photography. And it is very girly again. Excuse me, but not excuse me. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, no need to be sorry for that. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, a museum that I've never actually heard of in London, but I might check this out. It's on until April um, of this year. The Foundling Museum. I don't know anything about this building or if you've ever heard of it, Adrian. Um, but they've got an exhibition on this free and it's portraying pregnancy from Holbein. So Hans Holbein in the what 16th century to um, social media, which would be super interesting to see the development of. I don't know is is pregnancy genre in art i'm not sure i never really thought about it but <laughs> Pre- um, you could just i know show. a lot of artists would use you know the experiences for um their work and stuff but i never actually it would be super interesting now to to have a look at that um, From vanity fair demi moore <laughs> yes yeah there's a really interesting one of beyonce actually um yeah that was what grabbed my attention just these two shots next to each other the holbein yeah. one and then um, Beyonce right next to it. Super, um, super little exhibition. So if anyone's in London, <laughs> get along to that. So yeah. 500 years worth of of um, different depictions. Just um, yeah. super, some really lovely work in it. So there's a little article there. The link will be in the show notes. And um, yeah, check it out. It looks really, really good. Cool. Well, I might, my one actually is also uh, something that's coming to London uh, in the near future, um, which is a, a small uh, exhibition of street photography, uh, which, is, as, as you all know, because I've been speaking about it a lot recently, is a current focus of mine. Um, mm. the, uh, and it's something that I'm, I'm hoping to uh, get to um, in the not too distant future. Um, I think the exhibition starts next week maybe as this podcast goes out and goes out for a for a while 
um, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a really interesting um, interesting thing. I think um, I'm looking forward to seeing you know how people collaborate on street photography. I'm not quite sure how that works. Yeah, the co- the collaboration piece. Uh, um, so uh, I wonder if I'm I'm wondering whether the 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 show will have a, an element of coherence to it, or whether it's going to be very diverse. I'm hoping kind of both, but <laughs> I'm not yeah. quite sure how get how achieving both of those things at the same time works. Um, but uh, I think yeah, there's there's some there's some interesting little things that just pop up, and you need mm. to you need to poke around and poke around and poke around and. Um, uh, this one actually I became aware of because one of the contributors has a YouTube channel um, and yeah, I f- found it there. So, um, yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes to it um, and uh, yeah, uh, be interesting to see if anybody else gets along to it, what they think of it. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, last year I, I was part of a group exhibit called Life on the Street here, which was a street photography exhibit, me of all people who really does not do work on the street. But they they had asked me to um, include some of my virtual street photography ah. also on my, on my website from Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Uh, which is very street photography and and uh yeah so there was it was a little controversial but um That's I had a good three, thing. <laughs> three images because I never you know during the picture um mounting process there was a lot of photographers there nobody knew that they were artificially created <laughs> oh right you, know, you never told uh, anybody yeah, uh, not well I I of course did during the opening right but it wasn't something mm. that I broadcast so that it fit in rather because it was another yeah. another approach anyway. yeah yeah absolutely cool well i guess this brings us to another end of a wonderful program and uh we hope everybody enjoyed listening to it and um until the next time you know tfop now is our handle on insta right <laughs> Certainly it, yeah. is on, certainly it is on Twitter. I think we're going for well, an Instagram. I think we're going for an Instagram right. soon, we're aren't we? We're, gonna, we're not there. We're way it's behind. In the works. Yeah. In the works. That's right. And, um, you know, our website is there to kind of play over and over again your favorite episodes. And um, we will listen to you next week, all of you. <laughs> okay. Take care. <laughs> Take care. Bye bye, all. You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. <laughs>